Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. This is Roy. My guest on this episode is an amazing guitar player, Ron Bumblefoot Fall, who you know from his work with Guns N' Roses, Sons of Apollo, and now with the band Whom Gods Destroy. Their debut album, Insanium, comes out on March 15th. We talk about how the band came together, the brand new album, and a whole lot more. But before we get started, just a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us where you get podcasts on all our socials and on progreport.com. And now my chat with Ron Bumblefoot Thal. Good to see you. Hey, doing, man. You look tired. Recovering from the cruise? Yeah, the cruise was good. Well, we'll start the like interview it. officially now, but... Uh, okay. uh, uh, new album, uh, debut album from Whom Gods Destroy, Insanium, uh, comes out on March 15th uh, on Inside Out. Um, obviously, I've, I'm a big fan of, of yours. I'm a big fan of, of the guys that were in Sons of Apollo, Derek and Mike and, and everybody. Um, and uh, But with this new band, again, it's it's the, the quality of music that you're able to put with this new band, Whom Gods Destroy, is spectacular. And I think and I think the album is just awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we should start sort of in the beginning. Um, I mean, obviously most people, if they know about this band, they know about Sons of Apollo. And, and I think it's, it's safe to assume it came out of that in whatever way it did. But, um, you know, talk about that a little bit and, and how your writing relationship with Derek sort of evolved into making this new band. I mean, when, when did that decision come about to like, okay, let's make this, this now. Well, it was right after we were doing the 2020 European tour. We got about four shows in, and then the world shut down. That's right. Yeah, and you guys were the first ones to to say, "Hey, this is we're going home. This is bad." Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I remember at the time. I remember there were some uh, promoters that were like, "We're gonna sue the shit out of you. There's not even any cases here. Blah blah blah. Yeah. This is all nothing." And the, and like a week later, their country is shut down. It's like, oh, can we reschedule maybe? Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I'm bummed about is that like the next two shows we were about to do, and I really wanted to hold out to do them, we were going to do Kiev and then Moscow. Oh, wow. I don't think those two are going to be back-to-back shows anytime soon. Anytime soon, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I would have loved to, because every time I was supposed to play in the Ukraine, something fucked up where I couldn't and, and I was like finally and I have friends there and, and like I was so looking forward to that and uh, yeah but life happens and yeah just makes you realize go to a show when you can while you can because it may be the last show you get to see you're not so, kidding I I yeah. yeah there's been bands that I that uh that i've missed that sadly a member died or something and then that that's it you know it happens yeah, you don't know. Yeah. yeah anything can happen anything so if you get a chance to see a band you want to see don't say i'll wait till next time go see them because they may not be in next time uh i've been through that too i never got to see rush live like one of my favorite no bands wow yeah because yeah. every time i was like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this and and yeah yeah, I always so, wanted to see Tom Petty, and then he came came around and uh, and and uh, couldn't make it to that one, and then and then I think he he passed away like a few months after that. Yeah, yeah so that was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it was twenty twenty, <laughs> and uh, Derek and I and Jeff, we you know we really wanted to use that time to make a third Sons of Apollo album. It wasn't gonna happen. And I was still holding out. I was like, well, let's keep writing. 
and who knows, maybe this will end up being the third album. Of course, in the end, that didn't happen, but uh, we just kept writing as we would if this was going to be the third album, the same way we wrote for everything, where he and I would write parts, send them to each other, expand on each other's parts, expand on our own, and, and they would just develop into songs as we just went back and forth. And it was always just Derek and I doing all the music. And uh, then uh, started talking to Dino, started working with Dino, and uh, then Yaz came on board, and everyone was sort of connected anyway. I mean, Dino did something with Yaz before we were officially official. Uh, Bruno being in Angra, and who was our, you know, bass player for our final shows that Sons of Apollo did is Felipe uh, from Angra. Right. And I also did a song, one of my solo songs that we did a vocal version of, just a little YouTube video of like a one minute segment of, of an instrumental song, which was Dino and Felipe both on there. Like everybody's doing something with everyone. We're all on each other's radar and doing little things together. And it, it became a band. And that's it. We just kept on writing all through the, to the 11th hour and just tweaking and writing and adjusting and, uh, and I was mixing everything and mastering and this and, you know, I'm about to hand in the album to the label and Bruno hits me up. Can you make my ghost notes a little bit louder on the snare for the entire album? Like, <laughs> go back and, you know, just all the little stuff you do with an album. And it's right. really those final things that you do that really are the cherry on top of it all. Yeah. It's like the album is good, but those subtle little details that everyone gets into in those final moments when it's about to get handed in that's the stuff that really puts the the best polish on it that makes the difference that we can live with yeah otherwise we spend the rest of our lives oh if only those snare hits were louder kind of things well, and i have albums like that well, speaking of, you know guns and roses chinese democracy probably was the <laughs> you know how long did that take well, when I joined the band, right after the first tour, I was in the studio laying tracks and in between legs doing it. And two years later, it was out. Oh, so, so you got the short I, end. For me, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Right. For um, me, it was almost normal. Yeah, like exactly. The, so the part, yeah, where I started with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the things with, with this album, I mean, it's hard to escape it because the way you play is so distinctive and Derek's sounds are so distinctive, you know, right away it's his sound. So it's impossible to avoid, hey, there's some stuff here that sounds like Sons of Apollo or or really any of the stuff that you guys sort of do. But to me, I feel like Sons of Apollo is always writing a a balance of it's it, it was a little bit prog, it was a little bit metal, it was sometimes a little bit classic rock, you know, sort of sort of mixed in there i feel like this album maybe is a bit more focused in what it's trying to be throughout i mean do you sort of feel that is that what you were trying to do or am i reading too much into it yeah usually when you make an album you're not trying you're just writing and in the end you look at it and say oh that's what it is okay hmm. and if it's focused is just because everyone's heads were just staying in the lane and and 
and not really venturing out. Uh, yeah, we just, we did what we've been doing for seven years now, which is we just write what we write, what, whatever we're feeling, we send it to each other and Derek puts his keyboards on it and I put my guitars on it and, and it ends up just, it's going to sound like Sons of Apollo because it's the same two people that wrote right. the music. So yeah. that part of it is going to be that way. Uh, I did want to interject a little more heaviness, and I always did. Uh, most of the time I got stomped on and it didn't happen uh, with Sons of Apollo. Uh, but I did want to push the limits a little bit more and just be a, more intense. Yeah. For me, Sons of Apollo was a little bit, for me, uh, just uh, not intense enough. Like I felt like we could be, if it was working out, we could be getting our heart rate up a little bit more. You know, right. we could be pushing ourselves harder. And I always felt like Sons of Apollo, we didn't push ourselves to the maximum. And I wanted to get a little closer to that with this. So I did. Yeah, and, I feel like that comes out, yeah. Yeah, and also having Bruno and, and Yaz and Dino, uh, yeah, they bring a whole other thing to it. Yeah, so their personality, their energy is in there, and that's going to flavor it up differently. You have five different spices in there where only two of the spices are the same. So we're going to sound 40% suns and 60% something brand new. Yeah. And that's pretty much, I think, how it how it is. And if there's anything in the future where we're writing all together and doing it, it'll sound even more fresh and new. Because this album, it really started with just Derek and me. Right. And the next album would be all of us. So everyone bringing their ideas to, you know, start a song. It's not just playing on a song that's already kind of there. It's building a song from the ground up. And when all five people are doing that, it's going to take it in a whole other place than it does when it's just me and Derek. So, yeah, we'll and, see and it has to be amazing that. working with a guy like Dino, because I mean, for such a young guy uh, to be as uh, well I mean, well known and appreciated in the, these these circles, and I mean, I only found out about him a few years ago, and it seems like everybody knows who he is and um, thinks he's like one of the best singers on on the planet. Uh, yeah, he's got an undeniable voice. Yeah, because yeah. you don't hear yeah. guys. He's one of those throwback guys from like you know, almost like the '80s or something that were it like, and you don't hear singers like that anymore. And I think he has awesome. the blues. Yeah, he has the grit. And the soul, but he can also just belt in and just you know just he could pretty much do everything. Yeah. So, did he write the lyrics, or was that you guys too? Oh, well, I wrote some, like I the song over again. Before we had a singer, it was just the two of us writing. Mm. You know, just me and Derek, and and uh, I wrote the chorus lyrics and the chorus to that uh, before Dino joined. Um, he tweaked him a bit and every once in a while, Dino 
would hit me up and say, uh, what do you think of these words? And, and give a little tweak, but 99% is Dino. And it should be. To me, the singer should be, uh, they should be saying what's from them. Yeah. That's the best way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, the first single that came out, uh, In the Name of War, has gotten just a great response. I mean, the video's doing really well. People seem to really dig it. Uh, and you got to do a video where you guys were all in the same room. So, I mean, what was that like? Because, you know, uh, a lot of, I mean, it's maybe starting to come back a little bit more, but there was a long period there where every video was just lyric videos or the squares or people, right, or, or fake green yeah. screen or something like that. And to me, I think that's, seeing a band perform live like that, that that's everything. I think that, that's really sells it. That makes people think it's a real band. Um, so how important was that? And, and what it's, was that like actually you know, filming? It's real sex versus, you know, cyber sex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you had to have that. We had to be in the room where we're taking photos, we're doing videos, we're just hanging out and yeah, absolutely. So that, that was good. It was a challenge um we had the schedule of when we were doing all of this and then dino got like an eye infection like he had like this his eye was like swollen up oh, no. and it was so noticeable like there was no hiding it either he's gonna wear a eye patch or <laughs> or just everything's gonna be a profile or we're not we're gonna not do it so we delayed shooting and I changed my flights and and oh, wow. we waited until the day before Dino was gonna leave. He was in town for a week and hoping that by the end of that week, it would be okay. And we had to change our, uh, the room that we were shooting in. We had a nice location and went to this other kind of 70s banquet hall looking place and, and shot there we just had to do what we can with last minute changes and get it done and and we got it done but yeah hey. that's that is how it is when you have five people traveling and you have so many moving parts between the director and the, the location and the schedule yeah, it's hard you everything. can't to just reschedule everything at the last minute is it's that's the challenge i mean that's that's yeah it's not always so easy so we we pulled it off yeah um. yeah <laughs> there's a there's a few amazing moments on the album that that i really like i mean i know you have the new single out over again that just came out and i'm sure you got some other stuff coming but i want to talk about um uh well there's an instrumental uh hypernova mm -hmm. um there's a number to One, it I five, forget. that's right um, man, that, that's insane. It's, it's so, maybe the shortest track on the album, but it's bonkers. I mean, it's really like, there's some stuff towards the end of that, that is mind blowing. What happened was the album at the time was too short. We needed more music. And I was like, fuck it. I'm writing an instrumental. I just busted it out and I pretty much just wrote it. And yeah. And then I was like, all right, what are we going to call this thing? And Derek said, hypernova. It's like, okay. And okay. the tempo is 158 beats per minute. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Hypernova 158. There we go. Good. <laughs> Done. Uh, 
so yeah i just started off with that that riff and then derek copied it on the the keys building it up just adding layers to it of little melodies and stuff the break and and just adding all the stuff to it just arranging it and then that whole after section right the, so, so right that, that, that drum beat it feels like, it feels it's like, like a sway you know, right it's like up and down yeah yeah so was that drum beat is that you writing that on the, on a keyboard and then and then this guy has to figure out how to play it i wrote it on guitar and then just by feel and then said okay what the hell am i doing and figured it out wrote out the drum part and and just went to bruno i was like i'm sorry uh <laughs> What's your thoughts on this? And he's like, oh God, what are you doing? So here's what's interesting for all the, you know, all the, the any of the music geeks like us watching this. Um, so the tempo, 158, you know, and it's in four, most of the song, you know. At the end, it's still, even though it feels like it slows down and it's getting faster and slower, it's actually staying at the same tempo and it goes into 5-4 and groups it as 5 16th notes four times instead of the normal 4 16th notes that would be five times. So instead of going 1 e and a 2 e and a 3 and a 4 e and a 5 e and a 1 e and a 2 e and a 3, it's going uh, 1 e and a and, and this becomes the new tempo. Yeah. Yeah, so it feels like the tempo has changed. But if you listen to what his hand is doing, and that's the trick to all of the stuff on this album is that the bottom is off but if you listen to the top that's what's keeping it steady so he's hitting at one point you hear him going boom 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 while we're going boom 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 and the hand is the anchor of it all and there's a lot of that that goes on in in the music on this album like things where it's like where the fuck is the one and listen for the right hand you'll find it and okay. cool and that and vocals like the vocals tend to keep steady while the riffs of the music are off uh yeah so yeah, it's almost like an upside down cake kind of thing love that that's amazing um also there's a just the best uh ballad kind of song on there find my way home which mm-hmm. is maybe one of my favorite songs on the record i think it's a fantastic song it, it's so uh it's so powerful and emotional and, and dino sings it sort of in a different register for him compared to some of the other stuff and it's just awesome that's such a great tune How, t- tell me about that one who wrote that one yeah um that that was derek you know tapping into the the led zeppelin inspirations the intro and everything and and then we just took it from there vocally Dino just did his thing and yes if you notice in the background he's doing really nice fretless bass stuff in there it's kind of subtle but but it's yeah really nice things he's doing throughout yeah and yeah that one we just just came together and say the melodies I I think that's a sneaky that's a sleeper hit to me I don't know What's a hit I agree. these days, I, but I, I feel like that's one that, that could do yeah, something. Yeah, that's the lighter song. That's the, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's it, awesome. it's, it's a nice one. 
I'm thinking um, that if, if we play live, we could definitely yeah. extend the end and and just make it, yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, it's it's been a fun album to listen to. I have to tell you, I really think it's 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 just fun. That's that's the way I would describe it. It's really cool. The songs oh, are good. great. They have energy. Um, you mentioned live. So what what are we looking at? Possibly is that is that something you guys are talking about? Is there, you know, a future well, to, to maybe do something? Yeah, we've talked about it, and it's just you know wrangling the kittens and getting us all together to. To make it happen this year is tricky because a lot of people have things already planned and it's tough to put out a debut album early in the year because promoters before they want to take a chance on it they want to see what it is what it does and and so the album would come out uh promoters would look at the reaction to it and say okay yeah i think i want to invest in this i want to book these guys bring them out and it wouldn't be for six months so if this was a second album promoters would know what they're getting and they would say oh great they're putting out an album cool it's you know booking for when the the album comes out and, and that would be fine but as a first one uh yeah so probably if we do anything it'll be toward the end of the year to start uh and hopefully next year we can fill up and do do a lot uh it's the same thing with with art of anarchy with jeff uh, because Sons of Apollo split into two bands, basically is what happened. Yeah. Is you have Gods Destroy with Derek, and then Art of Anarchy with Jeff Scott Soto, singer of Art of Anarchy. I mean, but well, singer of Art of Anarchy, but singer well, of, Sons is, of, but Sons of Apollo. Sons of Apollo. Right. And yeah, and both bands are just worked out where we're putting out singles and the album at the same time. And I didn't think it would be as difficult to juggle and just manage as it's been. It's been like getting two colonoscopies at the same time. Uh, it's yeah. It's tough. It's so well, listen. One band is tough. I two. You're asking, you know, two at the same time is I, I imagine impossible. Yeah. Plus, um, I'm, I have a solo album that I've kind of shelved to get these things going, and I need to get that out and, and that done just crazy instrumental shit uh so i have a solo album that will be coming out after these two albums come out i'll just put my thing on just press pause on that to get everything done for these right. so and yeah i've been transcribing you're busy. you're busy busy yeah and been producing bands there's this wonderful band this garage rock duo called the dodies that are putting out their third album that i recorded last year and and that's going to be coming out and great stuff. Such an interesting band. They have this sort of 90s Nirvana Radiohead musicality about them. And they're just fucking great. Yeah. Are you still doing the, the sauce, the hot sauce? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. I've, I've really neglected my own things so much. My own album and the hot sauces. I wanted to have another flavor out. and But, yeah. Uh, the hot sauces are still going, still doing them. Yes. Bubble That's fun. That's cool. And I, I mean, it, and it's been a while since you did a solo record, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. The last one was Little Brother is Watching in 2015. Yeah. 2015 it came out along with Art of Anarchy's first album. And then uh, 
did Art of Anarchy's second album, 2017, as Sons of Apollo began, and that came out later that year, and then spent all 2018 touring, 2019 making the next album, uh, and then, you know, then 2020, and here we are. So yeah. time just flew by, and, and I've put out two, uh, produced two Doty's albums, and, and just a lot of other musical stuff, did two Bumblefoot music camps in Ireland. Those were a blast. So just a full-blown music camp, and want to get back to doing those as well. So yeah, you, you had those covers. You had those covers EPs that you put out also that I remember. Oh, yeah, I those were great. Those. I love those. Those were Thanks. those were fun. Yeah. So I did a couple of acoustic albums, and oh, and there was uh, fronting the band Asia. Right. <laughs> as well. That so, was amazing. Yeah, that was a left turn out of nowhere, but that was so fun. Yeah, I look back on it all. I'm like, what? Like, it just makes no sense. And that was like, pre that was pre pandemic, right? That was like when was yeah, 2018, was, maybe? Oh, 2019. It was 2019? right before it was the right summer before. of 2019. Wow. But to go from gun like the guitarist of Guns N' Roses to playing in prog metal band to fronting, singing, everything Asia, to like it just you know these are things that would not go together. No. Uh, a real renaissance man weird yeah life is weird life is weird well i'm glad everything's going well for you man i hope it continues to go well i really hope people dig the uh, whom god destroy album that they check it out and uh and uh it does well enough we can get a second record and a tour and and uh and keep this thing going i think it's phenomenal and thank uh, you so much yeah man congrats uh so all right we'll talk again soon man i'll see you on the road at some point yes thank you so much for everything all right man Thanks to Ron for the interview. Don't forget the new album from Whom Gods Destroy, Insanium, is out on March 15th. There's a few singles out now on streaming services and YouTube, so check those out. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, follow us on progreport.com, on all our socials, wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks.